Hey all, it's Paul from Drums and Rums, where the backbeats meets the spirits. And in this episode, I'm going to recap my trip to the 2021 Miami Rum Renaissance Festival. America's first and largest gathering of rum, professionals, and enthusiasts since 2008. This event took place back in November 14th of this year in Coral Gables, Florida. Coral Gables, if you don't know, is just adjacent to Miami. And we'll get into a little bit more details a little bit later about Coral Gables in the Miami area. This festival is in it, as I mentioned, is since 2008. And so that's in its 12th year. Last year was a pandemic year, so they didn't hold the festival, obviously. And it was my first time attending this event. I want to thank Rob and Robin Burr for inviting me to cover this event and introduce me to the fellow rum community. So as you may know of the Miami Rum Festival, you may have probably have attended it in past years. But if you if you haven't, and this is the first time you've heard about it and, and may be interested in attending future events, you know this festival offers a unique opportunity to sample hundreds of fine rums from the Caribbean and beyond. With new rums, old favorites, vintage rums for connoisseurs. This event attracts rum experts and enthusiasts from all over the world. This was a one-day event was held at the Coral Gables Women's Club, which provided an intimate experience where you have the opportunity to spend time talking to over 50 exhibitors and owners of these companies. The exhibit floor was spread out in two sections of the clubhouse. And now you're probably asking, well, how much is something like this to go sampling rum all day? Well, you have two options. A general emissions, which is allows you entry in from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. and at $39. Or a VIP ticket that gave you early access to enter at 12.30 p.m. for $49.00. And also was available with that is the ability to sample some of the, uh, the personal collections that they had there from uh, from uh, Robert Berg's collection for a, for a small nominal fee. But you had the opportunity, obviously, like I said, if you want to really try some rum, this is the event to give it a try and sample and so forth. So I arrived at 2 p.m., And I felt like I didn't have enough time to sample every product and talk to every exhibitor. As you know, some of you may realize you listen to the podcast long enough, realize, you know, there's sometimes I just can't stop talking. So it was my fault for running out of time. Now, I also got a chance to meet up with a lot of fellow podcast alums like Captain James from Bombarda Rum, Nia from My Rum Diaries. However, I have no idea how I missed Jami from Ready, Set, Rum. And that we never got a chance to catch up during the day. I think him and I were must have been in the rum zone and we were just doing our things. So maybe that's what it was. Also, many other Zoom meetings, after so many other Zoom meetings, I got a chance to finally meet fellow rum, Florida Rum Society members, such as John Gula, also the co-host of the Rumcast podcast, as well as Greg Hill, a fellow Florida Rum Society member also, and a master rumlier 
with the Royal Rum Society. So again, it was great actually getting to see people in person after, you know, last 2020 kept us all away and kept me around people, social distancing. It was great to finally actually see people in person. And I'm sure all of you know that you spent all of last year and maybe probably parts of this year at work in a lot of Zoom meetings. And it was uh, definitely a different experience once you go back into the office and actually seeing real people in person for the first time in a while. So, so yeah, so it was great meeting all these people. So I entered the South Hall first and hit these these booths and these these uh, these rum companies. So first up was Tiburon Rum. Now they offer a overproofed white rum in 92 proof. Also, they have a small batched aged rum at 80 proof, which I tried both. Right, they're both really good. And so don't let a 92 proof white rum scare you. Okay. I know there are other rums that are out there that are clear, you know, definitely overproof, but again, a white rum that's 92, right? And one of the things I learned about the company, and again, I would have never, you know, really learned about this company, because again, there's so many different rum companies out there, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't learn it other than this festival. And Tiburon Rum is, one, the cool thing they do is they team up with Oceana to donate a portion of every bottle sold to help with the conservation efforts in Belize. So again, as you've, you've been to the Caribbean, you've been on cruise ships, or maybe you live there, you know how important the water is in the Caribbean, right? So again, clean waters, and you know a lot of these great conservation efforts to make sure they're maintaining the wildlife, the marine life, and, and things like that, the water quality and so forth. Because again, that's what drives people to come to those, those beautiful places. So that's really something really cool, again, I learned about uh, from Tiburon Rum. So. So, you know, after we wrapped up there, um, got a chance to ch check out uh, Just Rum. And again, I knew, knew knew of one of the company, obviously. Just Rum was one of the companies I, I knew about before coming to the festival. Because I've heard them on, uh, about them from the Just Drinking YouTube channel. Roger and Robert from Just Drinking. They do drum reviews and they do a Wednesday night show, uh, live show. And Just Rum is actually, you know, they're on it. John from Just Rum, the owner, pops in and, and joins the chat. And, and, you know, they're very engaged with uh, Just Rum. But Just Rum is based out of Oregon. And again, who would have thought Oregon, right? And again, I, I'm starting to st stop questioning why rum is made everywhere, basically. But Just Rum has five offerings, a simple white, a seasonal spiced, Oregon blackberry, infused rum a maple rested and an oak rested rum so again just amazing some of these different things that are being used in the woods in a certain part of the country that are being aging their rum you know they, they as i mentioned you know it's just something that you know brings a nuance to that one particular area as opposed to you know a lot of everybody has all the same products right but they use you know base things that are based out of their own state so really cool you know glad i finally got a chance to meet john in person like I said, John and his wife, and I got a chance to talk with him. So again, this here that's on the on the on the bar here, if you're watching the video, is uh, the simple, just simple, you know, uh, white rums here. So so again, got a really interesting flavor. Again, it's other, you know, this is where you you learn about some of these smaller craft rum distillers, where it, that you mostly of those that are new to the rum world only know of some of the companies that have the big marketing and advertising budgets and so forth but 
So definitely. So after after talking with John there, you, we got a chance to, like I said, ran into a familiar face, Captain James from Bombarda. And so if you listen to that podcast, you know these guys. We had them on uh, back in the summer. And, uh, you know, they have, if you're not familiar with them, they have four offerings, of, and they are the Formidable, the Culverin, and the Falconet. And I know the fourth one is they just released. So make sure you check them out. I don't want to tell you what it is, but I want you to go over and check out over on their Facebook and their social medias because they just posted recently about it. So, so again, Captain James is running the guns. They have more offerings coming. Really exciting company. Got a lot of energy. You know, they're cool design of their barrel-shaped bottle. You know, and the juice is actually is good, too. So, again, check out Bombarda. Really good friends. Also, as I said, podcast alums. Another podcast alum um, was actually we taped this podcast after the Rum Festival was with Chris from Knox and Dunn, uh, one of the owners of the company. They're, they're ba- Florida-based rum, and uh, you know that was episode seventy-three with Chris. And you know their their rum is reasonably priced. You know it's a great sipping rum or in cocktails. Uh, and if you caught our daily rum miss advent rum reveal that we've been doing Knox and Dunn was one of the rums that we had done a reveal on and we made one of their signature cocktails that was based off of their website so they all have other great cocktails on there called this one I made was the Sonic pretty simple to make you know great flavors uh, Sonic soda you know club soda and tonic water and and the rum and uh, you know so again that's not that hard to make right and it's really refreshing and uh, Suffering Bastard, the Florida Mule. Again, really a lot of great stuff. Check out that episode to learn a little bit more about, you know, Chris and, you know, Knox and Dunn. So, again, great, great, uh, great company there. Another local based company, like I said, just kind of getting out there. They're available here in Florida, uh, Canada, Toronto area, and other places. You have to check out the website to see where you can find out, find that for more. And, again, we'll post all the links to all these companies that we we're talking about here on the on this part. Next was a company, and I know some may kind of not be kind of uh, sure of this because it may come off the name of the company uh, that some maybe the rum purists or really that don't like flavored rum. But again, I, I really dug the story behind this one when we stopped and talked to the uh, the family the family members of how the the company and Roman Candy Rum is the name of the company. And they're based out of New Orleans. They have a chocolate, strawberry, and a vanilla rum. Each of them are at 70 proof. And it provides really a flavorful taste. You know, again, these are something that you can make drinks with. They were making, you know, little cocktails at the, the booth. And their story, which was interesting, started back in 1915. And where they sold Roman candy from a cart and donkey in New Orleans. And for their 100th anniversary, they, they were thinking of a way to commemorate, uh, you know, the 100th anniversary. And they thought, well, what better way to make rum since the candy is made from molasses as well? So, you know, again, that's kind of unique. You know, I, we love the stories, love these backbeats, you know, as we always call it, backbeats where the backbeats meets the spirits. You know, these stories about how the company got started or the name of the company or how did you get this name? So that's really great. You know, how many things are still 100 years old actually today? So... After after that, we got a chance that the next the next booth there was a company from Colombia, right? This is a Colombian-based rum company. Now I'm not talking about Aguarente, 
This is a straight up rum, more truer to the rum uh, than Agarente is. And the company is Parce, P-A-R-C-E. And the word Parce in Colombian, uh, you know, I guess slang, is translates to friend. And Parse's got a saying is, who drinks alone, dies alone. So again, you know, isn't that true enough, right? You don't want it to be drinking alone. So that's really kind of, you know, kind of was kind of cool. Okay, they've got their, their slogan and their, their motto and so forth, you know, part of their branding and so forth. But I tried both of their eight and 12 year aged offerings, which are both aged in bourbon barrels for that length of time. Now, they have it, they, they have Jack Daniels and, the, and a uh, whiskey, uh, Buffalo Trace uh, barrels that they use. So not very many companies I've heard actually come out and say which barrels and where they, they use for their aging process, unless maybe I'm missing something. But that's actually the first time I've actually heard somebody specifically say which company or where they get bottles that they use. So again, something that they've got some uh, distributorship going on here in South Florida. So you probably could be able to find them in stores here in South Florida, but they're mostly been based out of Columbia. And so if you're going to Columbia anytime soon, bring me back a bottle or uh, they're get, they're working on getting their online presence as well to be able to start selling online. Again, everyone that's outside the U.S. trying to break into the U.S. market to get the distributorship and selling and, you know, how it's not easy to actually sell alcohol here in the U.S. So after after Parse, there was a company here. I had, again, another one that I know, but I haven't tried the rum yet, but I knew, about, knew who they were and a little bit about them. And the company is Selva Ray. And this company is co-founded and co-owned by Bruno Mars. And they're working with master blender Francisco Don Pancho Fernandez using anti-copper column stills. Now, again, if you're a rum, you know, the real rum, you know, technical and nerd, if you want to call it that, you probably may know the name. But again, that's some legit, you know, you know, name dropping, I guess, if you want to call it. Somebody who's really in there. So it's distilled in Panama. And they have three offerings, an aged in bourbon barrels, and then filtered 80 proof white rum, a 70 proof chocolate rum, and a new, much more heavily aged blend called Owner's Reserve at 80 proof. So again, you know, a lot of, a lot of celebrities are getting into the spirits world, and you know, when you hear about them all the time. And you know, so I guess, you know, Bruno Mars is involved, you know, that some of the designing and the artwork and so forth. So, all right, you know, and again, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too terrible. Even the chocolate one, they made the, the, uh, the ladies at the booth there were making it like a, a horchata and they were mixing it with the, uh, the chocolate rum. So again, something new. I have seen this actually in our local total wine. So again, it probably goes to helping that if you have the right distribution and probably doesn't hurt that, you know, you're, you also have Bruno Mars tagged onto your company too, but you know it's something definitely worth checking out if you want to try something new. It's a very cylindrical style shaped, uh, not cylindrical style, but more of a kind of a rounded and it's skinny at the top bottle, and you see them at stores. And again, I think the the white rum is probably you get it for twenty five thirty. Your chocolate probably about a fifty, and then that reserve one is up there about a hundred bucks, hundred 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 twenty. So if you want to give it a try again. Something worth it, kind of something cool if you're, especially if you're a Bruno Mars fan too. That next company was Dos 
or Das Madeiras, I guess not saying my uh, pronunciations properly. And I had tried uh, Das Madeiras, both of their offerings at a local liquor store. I just happened to stop in. Actually, it's when I you know, came across the uh, Knox & Dunn bottle. Actually, it was here in a local liquor store here in the, the, uh, the Jupiter area. And uh, they have two, two offerings, a 5 and 3 and a 5 and 5. And I preferred the 5 and 5. So what this is, is Das Madeiras is made in the Caribbean. And then it's aged for five years, then aged for another five years in sherry casks. So they make it in the Caribbean, they distill it, ship it over to Spain, where it ages in those sherry casks. So it's kind of an interesting, again, an interesting process. Everyone's kind of got a different thing. It's all these craft distillers now are doing different things in ways, you know, making the rum here, but then aging it in something else, right? So the sherry casks, very kind of a different approach. Again, it's not bourbon, so you may have a little bit more sweeter taste than that, and so forth, as opposed to more of the, the harder, you know, woodier flavoring of maybe that came out of that bourbon barrel. So, uh, with another, you know, of another product. So, but again, Dosmaderas, again, they were obviously you had a very popular booth there. They were making some drinks. They had some jalapeno kind of cocktail that they were making. So, it definitely seemed like it was a happening uh, booth. Plus, they were in the corner, so it's probably a little bit easier to. To hang out in the corner over there with the, those guys. So definitely, like I said, I've seen those in the shelf. So that's another one that's available here in South Florida that I've seen already. So they're tied in with that. And then the next couple were some of the out of their they're out of state of Florida uh, distillers, companies, rum companies, and the, this one is called Striped Lion. Now again, I'm saying it. I've already said it about Oregon, but I never would have thought of a rum company, New Jersey. And I'm originally from New Jersey, as some of you know, and I've probably talked about in the podcast. But the owners, you know, they took that pa- their passion for and their love for rum, and they started their own distillery. And again, they started it up. And again, as you know, anyone who has a distillery, you've heard on some of the other episodes where owners had started their companies. It's not easy, and uh, that was especially not easy, and then also throw the, the pandemic in the middle of that, too. So, yeah, so they started their company and, and kind of pushed through, and, you know, Stripe Line makes small-batched rum, and it's six products ranging from citrus, cocoa, overproofed, a cinnamon, a collector's reserve, and a spiced. So here, we've got the cinnamon Stripe run here on the bar, right, in, right here, if you're watching the video, like I said. You know, again, this is some, uh, you know, probably a a, a good, com- you know, comparison. You know, if you don't want to be drinking Fireball, but you still like the cinnamon, this is definitely, you know, a good alternative you know, if you're more of a rum person. So, again, definitely check them out. Again, another one, I just, as I've already said, would have never known about Striped Line if it wasn't for going to this rum festival. So, again, kudos. You know, this, is why, this is why I'm trying to tell you this is kind of a cool experience to take the opportunity to learn more about companies that you may not have came across in your you know in your normal path i guess and then there's again another out-of-state company as i just mentioned utah-based distiller that uses water from artesian wells from the wasatch mountains so again you know, there's a lot of it always starts with the water right the, the the water quality is a very key component of making a lot of things especially spirits so how'd they get their name right this is kind of interesting so as I was talking to them at the booth, so Dented Brick Distillery is named in honor of the well driller who was responsible for the amazing artesian well that is located at this distillery. And there's a whole much more history on their website about 
uh, their their foundings and, and their property that they're on and so forth. And the the source of obviously, like I said, of their spirits here. The well driller was killed in a blazing gunfight. I, I shouldn't laugh, but you know, was killed in a blazing gunfight that left impressions on the bricks of his house. And some of those dented bricks were incorporated into the new distillery building and gave it its name. So, yeah, kind of uh, interesting, you know, kind of uh, <laughs> way to get about naming your distillery. But, you know, if you like to have some, some type of history behind it, then this, that's definitely for sure a, a, a way to get there. Yeah, this, they, one of their signature rums is called the Disco Nut. And it's flavored with real coconut. And it has edible glitter in it. Okay. I know you probably may all remember back in the 90s, uh, all the Goldschlager. And I think Goldschlager is still around anyway. But again, it has definitely for a, makes for a visually appealing cocktail with that glitter. Especially if you're, you know, they're shaking it up and it's all mixed up. It's like almost like a snow globe. But, you know, again, it was a great co- coconut flavored, you know, rum. I know there's a lot of coconut flavors that are out there. Again, this is how they differentiate themselves a little bit from other coconut rum you know makers um and they also make dented dented uh brick also makes other spirits as well at their distillery bourbon and gin and vodka so yeah so they're not just solely rum but again they have the ability to do it so they might as well make other spirits you know that are that are there then as the event was drawing to a close i was able to squeeze in samples in the north hall from these booths and again like i said i kind of probably did more talking and and chit-chatting and and asking questions and and, you know mingling etc where i didn't get a chance to hit like i didn't really get a chance to hit every booth even on the south side but i was at least knew i had to get make my way over to the north side and again some of the stuff that was on the north side of the hall were a lot of other well-knowns zacapa uh you know and, and cap morgan you know some of these other ones that most people probably have heard of but like the ones like, you know, if you're not maybe in the rum world per se, you may not have heard of Plantation. Right? That's another one here I have up on my bar. And Plantation, uh, so like I said, most enthusiasts are probably familiar with these guys, right? They have multiple offerings, which to be honest, is, can be a little overwhelming to me, right? Because they have a lot of different uh, things that they've gotten places. And I sampled there's Stiggins pineapple rum and I finally did buy it <laughs> and that's what the, that was the one that put them on the map was this one here now I know like I said I know of plantation to be four, to be honest but I had never really picked them up because again there's so many rums out there and so little money so again got a chance to talk to them you know learn a little bit more see some of their other products and again I, I know shame on me I probably should have Tried them out a lot sooner, but again, there's there's only so much to, there's only so much to go around. So, um, Gubba Rum, Gubba Rum was also there. Again, I know I came over into the area of the north side, as I said later in the, later in the evening, where most people were wrapping up. And I really appreciate owner Stephen Gubb, who was also a recent guest uh, on the podcast that I, we met at the festival, and he came on the podcast. So I thank him. It was episode seventy two guest Stephen Gubb. And again, they've got a, uh, you know, he, he on that podcast, he talked about how they got their product and how there was a lot of trial and error. And um, this is one of their coconut one. They have a gold uh, rum also. Again, you know, really different flavors and different style. And that's always, you got to, these all these companies got to be a little bit different, right? And kind of have their own thoughts and their own taste profiles and so forth. 
So again, totally appreciate Stephen you know, hanging out there for a little bit and talking to me and then ultimately coming on the podcast as well. Now, another company that you know I looked up a little bit more afterwards and I told you, I think she really did a whole lot of, I should have you know, done my homework and shame on me, should have done a lot more homework sooner, but was 10, 10 day, and they're a Philippine-based company, 167-year-old company apparently, who has multiple offerings. So they're in the Philippines. And I did a flight of their gold, silver, and their double rum. And I took home the gold rum. And again, I'm starting to really like uh, gold rums. You know, maybe that's just my, one of the things I'm going through here. So that's an 80 proof rum. And so check out their website about their history that we've through the Spanish control of the rum production to World War II, to, to, to becoming a publicly traded company and even sponsorship deals with the NBA. So again, these are probably probably one of the biggest companies you've probably never heard of because just because if you know you're here in the US, you're probably you know not familiar with them and uh, but yeah, Tan Tandu, Tanday, Tandu I think it's uh, has a pronounced and uh, it's a definitely you know, interesting style. They're Asian silver. Oh, so I've mis- misspoken there. Silver Tandu it's Asian rum. So now so that actually spoke misspoke there, but yeah, so Asian rum, right? Got a chance to try Asian rum. So, and then as we're starting to wrap it up, the the uh, that this side of the the exhibit hall there, talk to these guys, Golden Age Spirits. Again, these are guys that are also another you know bunch that are from New Jersey too, and they have their rum is called Marque Reserve Extra Añejo. It's a 90 proof rum, aged eight to ten years in used bourbon barrels. Has a great flavor with a punch of that 90 proof again. You know, some of those that really kind of, you know, that flavor and that that little bit of oomph. They too also have support a conservation organization called Clean Seven Seas that helps keep the oceans clean. So again, really cool that some of these companies, smaller companies too, are also giving back. Right? Um, I think you know that's commemorable to to be able to uh, to to make a product. Be able to give something back, you know. So maybe good karma, you know, somewhere along the way too. But really, uh, kind of like again, got a really cool opportunity to you know check these things out. So now, as you can tell from this list, I said there was about fifty different exhibitors, companies that were there, and I only hit a quarter of the exhibitors, right? So maybe next year I'll get to the ones that I missed, or maybe just not gab as much. So. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But as far as I, I you know, I kind of give you a couple tips as a first timer here. And here's 10 tips from me on my, I guess, what I would think I would do different or at least pass along to somebody if it was their first time also. So as a first timer, as I mentioned, I didn't know what to expect or even had a game plan, right? But I do know I needed to stay H2O hydrated. Obviously, this is a tasting event and not a let's get drunk and act silly. You know, again, this that's not what this kind of event's about, right? And yeah, some people may have shown up or in the past I've heard, you drink, obviously you're drinking all day and, you know, and some people, you know, obviously take it a little too far. But that's why I carried a refillable water bottle. So again, I think it's really important, you know, have some samples, drink a little bit of water, stay hydrated, and not get too much out of that balance there to make sure. So stay, make sure you stay hydrate. Second tip was, I figured let's follow the approach that people take when going to the Magic Kingdom, right? So if you're familiar with going to Magic Kingdom, you know, everybody enters in through the front gate. Everybody goes to the right into Tomorrowland. 
instead of going to the left into Frontierland. So you're welcome for the Disney tip, right? So again, it's one of those. Avoid the crowds by going in the opposite direction of everyone else. So, you know, that's that's kind of the approach I took. I said, well, which way do I want to go? Okay, there's a lot more people over here. Let me go on to this other side. And that's why I started on the south side first. So again, yeah, I think, you know, it worked out. Who knows? I guess I'll never know and if unless I try that approach again next year. So again, just kind of... You should have enough, plenty enough time. If you get there on time, then you should be able to get to every try everything that you want. Number three, and this kind of ties into what I just said. Do your homework. Check out the companies who will be there. You know, because they post on the Miami Run Renaissance social media and on the website who the companies are. So you should know going in, you know, who's going to be there when you get there. And again, check out these companies, check out their websites. Doing so will help you focus on the rooms you want to really try. So as opposed to going in there and say, where do I start? Let me just get in line and follow around and then run out of time. And, oh, man, I really want to try these guys. Or somebody said, oh, did you try these guys? No, I didn't get a chance to. Like me, I'm getting I'm, these are my tips of what I my lessons learned, maybe if you want to call it that. But that was that's that's one that I definitely use. Make sure you check out your homework if you really want to try somebody in particular or think that's something that interests you before you even get there so tip number four ask questions most of the folks representing these companies are the owners and or the distillers so don't get you know don't get me wrong the sales reps are very informative or the people that are at the you know, work in the booths as well who aren't the owners or the distillers but if you're a rum geek they might not be able to answer technical questions so Again, it doesn't hurt, you know, you can ask questions, they're there, they're there for you, they're there to give you a sample, they're selling a product. You know, again, be respectful too. Tip number five, most important, even if you don't live local, I'd highly recommend either staying in a nearby hotel or Ubering or doing, uh, having a designated driver. There's no better way to ruin your day than a DUI. There's there's no there's no reason why. So plan ahead in one of those things in your day. Again, if you're coming in from out of state, out of town, you've got to get a hotel. Plan your whole day. Just assume that you're going to have too much to drink and be still somewhat, you know, you know, uh, responsible. But yet, get a DD, get an Uber. There's a hotel within walking distance of this venue. Stay there. Again, nobody wants to hear that. Somebody, something happened to somebody on their way home from this event and so forth. So make sure you do that. That again, please, I implore, implore there. That's something I did. I don't live too far. You know, again, I live, uh, you know, I live within the South Florida area, but still I knew that I didn't want to drive back, back up the road of an hour, you know, over an hour back to home. I'd rather just stay there after, you know, again, I didn't want to risk anything. Tip number six, giveaways. Most, most booths have some sort of giveaway. Do them the courtesy and at least engage them before asking for a t-shirt and walk away. Again, you know, it kind of is, you know, if you, you're, you know, they're there, they're getting paid. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and they're, they're paying to give stuff away. But again, you know, at least make it somewhat interesting. Again, you're there to learn about things. You're not solely there, please, you know, solely there just to drink and take and get free stuff and that's it. I, you know, maybe there are some people that do that, but at least give them the courtesy and just kind of learning and chatting with them a little bit too. Yeah, that's what they're there. They're trying to at least educate folks on products if you're really, truly into rum. Tip number seven, 
just as important as drinking water in between the boots, make sure you have a good meal before arriving. There's food available on site, but that just takes away from your tasting time. So it's not the wrong, nothing wrong with the food. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that just plan ahead. Again, it's all about planning your day. Plan ahead, eat something really good in the morning or, or before you get there. So you don't have to worry about food. You already got a good things and then you won't have too much to drink and then you're on an empty stomach because drinking on an empty stomach, I think we've all been there. We know it's not a good place to be. Tip number eight, connect with not just the companies, but meet your fellow attendees. You may learn something from them as well. They may tell you about, hey, join this uh, rum, uh, rum society or rum group, or check out this rum group on Facebook, or, or hey, go to the liquor store around the corner and they have this, or whatever the case may be. Again, this is a social event. And that's part of the drinking part, right? Is you're there you know, to, to meet people, meet companies and so forth. So again, you know, don't be shy. You know, nobody's, there, nobody's gonna bite you. Tip number nine. Again, if you're visiting the Miami area, and this is kind of one of those, if you know, make, make it, you make it a weekend, make it enjoyable. If you're there visiting the Miami area, stay a few extra days and enjoy South Florida. Remember, it'll most likely be 80 degrees in November. And I bet unless you live in Florida, you won't be returning home to that temperature. Take the time. There's a lot to see there. So again, if you're not familiar with the area, I've never been to Miami before, you know, go to the Rum Festival and take in the sights and sounds of Miami. Go over to South Beach, see what that's like. There's plenty of things, you know, there's a lot of sporting events going on that time of the year. There's all sorts of the Everglades. Key West isn't that far. So there's something again, yeah, just make 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 the most of it, right? How many other times do you get a chance to, you know, visit a place beautiful as uh, South Florida? And tip number 10, if you like something you tried, buy their bottle. There's no better way to show rum appreciation than to patronize the business. So if there's something that there and they do have selling, uh, 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 there's a store on site there at the the uh, the uh, the festival there that sells bottles from some of the booth attendees or companies. Buy a bottle, you know, tell them that you like the product. Hey, we all like like to know that we enjoy something and then somebody reciprocates. So buy that bottle from them if you if you truly liked it. Now, as I mentioned, this event was held in the Coral Gables area and at the Coral Gables Women's Club. And again, I wanted to make sure that I kind of mentioned about this. Again, just being in that area was really cool weekend. Again, I live here in South Florida, but again, I really enjoyed that after that weekend, just taking it all in. The sun, what a better place to drink rum than Miami, right? So the Coral Gables, just kind of a little, little backstory on the, uh, the Women's Club. It was built in 1936. And it was added to the U.S. National Register of Historic Places in 1990. The clubhouse is made of oolitic limestone and is one of the few remaining examples of Great Depression-era modern-style architecture in Florida. The Women's Club does a lot of great work for the community, like providing free dental care to children up to 18 years of age, to low-income families that do not qualify for public funding. So check out www.gfwccoralgableswomensclub.org for more information about the Women's Club. So again, it was a beautiful building, very old architecture, kind of very historic. Again, ties in with all this all this, this whole weekend of rum, love, and, uh, and 
And again, if you like architecture, Miami has a lot of interesting architecture there, so forth. So again, check out let's check out more information about the women's club there. Now we just learned that just recently, so make your plans now. As I just saw, it was just posted here just just the other day. Make your plans now for the dates for the 2022 Miami Rum Renaissance Festival. As I said, it was just recently released, and it's back to being a multi-day event. It will be held on November 12th and 13th. So for more information, check out their website, www.rumrenaissance.com, and we'll include all those links in in the uh, description and show notes. So again, I hope you enjoyed my my little journey of the first time attending the Miami Rum Renaissance. Again, I thank like to thank the Burrs again for uh, you know introducing me to uh, the rum community there and enjoying getting a chance to meet a lot of people, learning more about new rum companies I had never heard of. And again, just I to me, I just had a really great experience that weekend and really enjoyed it a lot. So, um, so again, there the Miami Rum Renaissance Festival there. Check out the website there. And uh, as they say, hashtag rum is fun. So that is all. And I appreciate it. This is the last episode for 2021. And if you've listened to the state, has been, have been with us the entire year, thank you for listening to all 52 episodes this year. And again, if you're listening to this for the first time, welcome. Please stay tuned for more of awesome guests coming up in the 2022 year. So again, I really appreciate it. Everyone have a great New Year's and successful. And I thank you all from the bottom of my heart for this listening to this podcast where hopefully you find it entertaining or interesting. This is Paul with the Backbeats Meets the Spirits. Thanks all. If you like what we're doing here at Drums and Rums, we have a Patreon link to help with setting up interviews and creating content that you find entertaining and interesting. Also, if you'd like to sponsor, advertise on the podcast, or if you want to come on as a guest to promote something related to the show, email me at info at drumsandrums.com. Lastly, I want to thank Brad Brock Tune titled Once Upon a Bottle of Rum. And check out his podcast, Jams and Cocktails. Thanks again for listening. For the backbeats meet the spirits.